horses, mountains, dogs. Oh my, these are a few of my favorite things. They are the things that bring me home and connect me to the wisdom of my grandparents and the values I wanna instill in my children. My name is Kat Caldwell Myers. I live on a small horse farm outside of Chicago with my children, my husband, We've got a couple of dogs. We all work for the cat. In this podcast, you are gonna hear from some of my mentors, the folks who have helped me get back on the horse and back on my my skis after injury, after illness, after pandemic, when all of us had to find ourselves over again to live our best lives. So without further ado, horses, mountains, dogs. Oh my. I've got a question for you. And I have a question for you because I have had a question for me. (laughs) This saying has been running through my mind And I know exactly where it came from and when I heard it for the first time and how many times I have repeated it in my mind. And the saying is, you're making this too hard. So my question for you is, where in your life are you making it too hard? Does it have to be as hard as you're making it for yourself? And if it does, because as Glennon Doyle said, we can do hard things and there will be hard things we, quote, have to do. But as my life coach says, and I love this, she says, Kat, there's nothing in the space that you didn't put there. Whoa, nothing in the space that I did not put there. So is the thing really so hard or is it the belief that I have about how hard it's going to be that is tripping me up? That's my question. Are you making things harder for yourself? Things that don't need to be that hard. For example, healthy eating. Are you making that hard? Losing weight. Are you making that hard because you don't feel healthy in the body that you're in. You know, when we look to animals, especially in winter, they take it easy. You know why? Because winter is hard in and of itself. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I worked in the weight loss industry for so long. And if you worked in the weight loss industry for so long, a New Year's resolution season does not come by without thinking about and assessing where you are with your weight, where you are with your health, et cetera, et cetera, and where the world is because the world picks up on the after holiday diet trend. And that is what it is. And trends make things hard, my friends. (laughs) If you are picking up and buying into trends, you may or may not be making things too hard for yourself because trends come and go with the seasons. What if we could really focus on just staying in the season that we are in and authentically doing the things that help us get a little bit better? What if those things weren't so hard. Last week, I did a a video on Facebook about eating a blackberry. 
pure, true fruit of the earth came directly from the source, the creator. That is not the same as the things that we humans create when we process food and create a strawberry-flavored cereal, for example. It's a totally different animal. And if we return to the animals and to nature, we see that they do not make things hard for themselves. So where did I first hear that expression? It was about a year ago when I was making a book about lots of dots, the pony we had who was dying of cancer. I knew he was going to die. He was showing us signs on his body and through his body language that the end was near. And our hay guy came over, Bob, such an incredible man, full-time dentist and also multi-generational agricultural (laughs) aficionado, and we buy our hay from him. And he was looking at the coloring books I had made and the book about lots of dots for the children with images of them and the hoof signing parties we were doing. And he said to me, Kat, you're making this too hard for yourself. And I recognized that as hard as it was to know that he was dying, that he was going to die and that I was going to have to walk through for the first time in my life, putting a pony of my own down and just how hard that was going to be. I was actually in many ways by processing and creating a book and bringing this whole community into saying goodbye to him, making it harder on myself personally, because I was carrying that process for everyone. Moms, I might be talking to you specifically (laughs) because we tend to carry the load for everyone in our family unit what our partners need, what our children need, what our parents need. What do you need? What do you need? Not what you want, but what do you need to do for yourself to get a little better today? Is there something you could let go of? My business mentor, Jasmine Monkey, she has a great podcast. And recently she had one about letting go and she said, If you don't love it, leave it. She also refers to herself as the ease and flow millionaire. How do you like that? Ease and flow millionaire. Instead of to become a millionaire takes so much work, I would be so stressed and not have time with my friends or family if I worked so hard. It would be too hard to have a million dollars. Guess what? That is a belief system. She calls that your BS. That is your belief system that it is going to be so hard to become a millionaire. This is just one example. Money is such a good one because we have so many issues around it. And when we're talking about horses or we're talking about dogs or we're talking about mountains, money is one of the biggest things that come up. Oh, if I had enough money to have a horse, but horses are too expensive. Guess what? If you're a horse person, I could tell you from personal experience, 
It begins with finding a horse and being with them. Not necessarily owning a horse. The same is true of the beliefs around ease and flow with money. It starts with being around people who have that ease and flow. Letting go of the things that we may have picked up along the way about how hard it's going to be to have a horse. And I'm not saying that it isn't hard, especially when it's time to send them over the rainbow bridge. And by the grace of God, I'm knocking on wood here. I'm hoping we're not crossing any of those bridges anytime soon. And if you're listening to this, I also hope that for you, but also hope if you are in that season that you know you do not need to walk through that alone. One of the reasons I built this podcast was because when it was my time to walk through that transition, it was so hard. And I really had so few people I could talk to who had any idea what I was talking about or feeling or experiencing or thinking about my own belief system. And thank God I had the support I did. And now I'm here to support others through that. So if you have a transition coming up with your dog, with your horse, perhaps it's a move to the mountains, perhaps it's a move from the mountains. I have experienced all of these things and I'm here to support you. I'm here to support you. You don't have to do it alone. You know, coaching has been one of the most incredible blessings in my life. And it started riding horses. We always, not always, that's another story. (laughs) But for the most part, through those years, age 12 to, well, really in my 20s, I had a coach, I had a trainer. And then in my 20s, I had a boss. (laughs) telling me how I was doing and what I needed to do with each horse I was riding. And you know who gives you the greatest feedback? The horse. Yeah, the horse itself. (laughs) The horse will tell you exactly how you're doing. There are no problem horses, only problem riders. And the same is true with whatever problems you're looking at. You are deciding how hard they are going to be for you. You get to decide. You can turn it around and say, this problem has been so hard for me. And sometimes what we need to do is just walk away from it, give it a little space, take a vacation from the problem. Because trying to address it head on is really not always the answer. Sometimes we need to address it from the flank. But if you're like me, you might address it from every flank and behind and all around the side like I did with lots of dots. And that's okay. I learned from that experience, and I also learned what it looks like when you overdo it and make things too hard for yourself. So let's come back to today. Let's come back where you are in your body, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your goals, in the things that you want for yourself in this day, in this year, in this moment, in this lifetime. I just gave you a lot to think about. Can you take a breath into all of those? 
And then can you start to separate the ones that are too hard? Let those ones surface. Look at those. And ask yourself, those ones that are too hard, pick one. What can I do to make this one a little easier? What can I recognize about why this one is so hard? Why is it so hard? I'm going to give you an example to make this tangible and share with you where I am. This week, we talked about Martin Luther King Jr. and his dream. And I've recognized that one of my biggest dreams is to have this dream horse trailer with bunk beds in it for the kids and our own private sleeping quarters above the gooseneck and four horses behind And I've had this dream since we took that big horse road trip with the family and recognized we had outgrown our horse trailer back in 2018. It's five years ago, friends. I've been sitting on this dream. And what I've recognized is that when you have a dream that you either don't realize or don't nurture and go after, your children witness you sitting on the bench of your own dream. And all of us experienced this as children, perhaps witnessing the dreams our parents put on the bench. Maybe they put them on the bench because of us. Maybe we carried that for a long time. But the truth is, each one of us is doing that to and for ourselves. We are the ones choosing to keep it on the bench and not go after it. And again, there are seasons where to go after it would be, quote, too hard. But I have been recognizing that we have had many, many seasons now. And what is it about that dream that is, quote, too hard? Well, number one, (laughs) there are a lot of things we would have to let go of in order to make space to pursue that dream. For example, the truck that we drive, Red Beauty, she's a 2500 Dodge Ram diesel engine, might be for sale in the near future if you're interested. (laughs) And she only has four tires. She is not what we call a dually, which has dual tires in the back, as in six tires total, which can carry a heavier load. And did I mention that this dream horse trailer that we have in mind is not only, in some cases, twice as long as the 26-foot trailer that we already have (laughs) or close to it, but also weighs a ton. Don't quote me on the tons. More. (laughs) More than what Red Beauty can carry. We would have to buy a new truck. We would not only have to buy a new trailer, we would have to buy a new truck. Not only that, because of how much said dream trailer weighs, we would likely have to get a new driver's license to drive such a heavy load. Ah, you're starting to see now why this is so hard, so hard that we don't even begin that we stop talking about it. We go down the rabbit hole far enough to understand, ah, it would cost this much 
these things would have to happen. I would need to let go of those things. And maybe it it just doesn't make sense right now. It's too hard. And we stop. And we don't get any better if we don't get clear about which dreams are really for us in this season, which ones we keep coming back to because God made us that way. We're here on the planet to do his work, to take care of these animals, to give them what they need and adventure. What if it's not just you, not just your children, but also your four-legged children who are in on the dream, who see you making it too hard for yourself. And they give you instant feedback. Like my pup right here, he's sleeping. You know why? Because it's a winter day and we took a 30-minute walk earlier and that was good. That's all he needs today. On a gorgeous sunny day in the spring, he might need a five-mile walk or run before he's ready to rest. Where can you rest right now? And where can you do the work to get a little better and not let things be so hard? That is my question for you. Chew on that. We'll see you next time. What a great episode. It has been so fun to be with you. I recorded many of these in my hayloft and I would love to share my hayloft with you. If you wanna see what that looks like or smell it, I wish I could bring you into the, the smell of hay. You know, it's really just dried grass, okay? So you can probably find some (laughs) at a park near you. Meanwhile, if you would like to connect on social media, see our animals, see some of our training trips, get to know us a little bit better, you can find me on all the platforms. Cat Caldwell Myers. If you're not on social media, you could email me. I would love to hear from you. Please connect with me on my website, catcaldwellmyers.com. You can find the spelling in the show notes. And if you loved this show, please share it with a friend. Drop me a review. Subscribe. That way you can stay up to date with what we have going on. And I would love to hear from you what you would like to hear. And have yourself a beautiful day. Get out there and smell the hay.